A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Is sealing your sister's mouth closed with glue a step too far for revenge? We'll get to that in a minute, but first, the mom that didn't want me. I've spent the last 10 years of my life tolerating the fact that I have you. Can you stop making my life more difficult than it is right now? That was the statement that changed my life, and I heard it right from my mom. I grew up in the beautiful state of New Jersey, and my childhood was not anything I like to remember or talk about. I knew since I was 10 that my mom didn't want me. I was young, and I barely understood what that meant, but I knew I felt so much longing and want. I couldn't place those feelings, but they were there especially on those cold nights when I had no one to cover me up with a coverlet if I slept off on the couch, or on the nights I stayed alone wondering what it felt like to have a family to wear matching pajamas together during Christmas or siblings to celebrate Thanksgiving with. I imagined many things I didn't experience as a child. When I grew older, things didn't get better. When I became a teenager, I wondered if God had favorite children. I remember how I used to see Isabel and Linda as two of God's favorite children. We grew up together in the same neighborhood, and every day I saw the life I wanted in them. They have mothers who loved, wanted, and adored them. They were princesses. It was difficult to believe that I was loved by anyone, especially the woman whose love I craved so much. This woman, my mom, was like a life-sized doll. She was a very pretty woman whom I felt life wasn't kind to. I think I came from a lineage of people who felt life was very unfair to them and most of them took it out on innocent people like me. My mom grew up with a single father. Her father was mean to her when his wife left him for another man who had more money to spare. I remember how my mom used to say she didn't grow up with love, so she had no love to give. Her father had no love to give her, so he gave her hatred, deep hatred. He blamed my mom for all of his woes, and he showed her how much he loathed her. When my mom found love outside the home, she held it tight. She called what was not love, love because she didn't look closely. That love took her innocence and her purity away. When she got pregnant at 19, she realized that her life was going to be worse off than ever. The man that got her pregnant claimed never to have met her in his life. He told everyone that my mom was a confused teenager that needed help. That man who denied ever knowing my mother was my dad. So technically, I never had a dad from the start. The second time my mom tried to trust a man was when she married my stepdad when I was 15. Not that she had ever cared very much about me anyway, but it became glaring when she met Robert, my stepdad. She moved in with him and she rarely came home to see me. Once I tried to go over to see her at Robert's and I couldn't forget the cold reception she gave me. She made it clear that I was never welcomed in her new home because she was trying to find happiness for the first time without having to remember her past. That day, the hurt in my heart was renewed. I suddenly realized that what I meant to my mom was the past, which was why she tried so much to avoid me. She didn't want to remember the past. I was stubborn, so I didn't give up on my mom. Again, I called my mom several times when I was home alone and sick. I could have called the hospital, but I called my mom. I craved her response so much that I didn't realize how many times I had called without any response. That day, I thought I was going to pass away quietly without the knowledge of anyone. I cried so much and my whole being simply cringed. 
Thank God for the quick response of the ambulance, I might not be here telling this story. The plot twist happened when I woke up at the hospital to see my mom beside me and a team of doctors. You need to keep a close eye on her. Her blood pressure is too high for her age. She could have a stroke. Those were Dr. Tessa's words to my mom. That warning changed the trajectory of things for me as I had to move in with my mom and my stepdad. I didn't know my health was suffering while I was busy with worries, tears, depression, fear, and all that I had to go through. When the doctor said I had to stay on drugs for a long time, I felt God wasn't fair to me. Again, it wasn't my fault that I had to worry and live in depression, so why did I have to develop high blood pressure at 15? To be honest, I liked it when my mom and I didn't stay together. I just wanted us to hang out occasionally, but not to stay together. Would you blame me? The only emotions my mom communicated to me were hatred and contempt. At some point, I felt there was more to how she treated me. I saw the love in her eyes when she looked at my stepdad and his son Luke, but I saw the hatred in her eyes when she looked at me, her child. And then I asked why. You claimed you have no love to give because you weren't raised with love, but you dish out love to your husband and his son in large proportion while I stare in pain. Why mom? I broke down in such a way that I had never done before. My whole being shook as I asked those questions. My mom looked at me intently without any glint of remorse. She made for the door but stopped abruptly because she obviously had one or two things to say. No matter how hard you try, I can never esteem you highly. I never wanted a child because I knew I wasn't capable of loving one. But you came. Even when I took different things to get rid of you, you still came. She paused to breathe hard. Because of you, I lost Rock. Rock was too scared of my father, so he denied me and he denied you. Everybody called me a failure because of you. Stop, Mom. Stop, I yelled. I didn't want to hear no more. Since then, it became clearer that I was that accident that should never have happened to my mom. I was that regret that she would carry to her grave. As hard as it was to accept it, I had to accept that I was never going to be that daughter. Time moved fast and I moved with it. At 17, I was off to college on a scholarship. I was a grown woman and I had stopped beating myself up for what I couldn't change. I stopped looking for love where it doesn't exist and I learned to love myself very much. Well, my mom and I couldn't share what we didn't have so we never shared love. I had to intentionally drop everything that looked like love for her. To be honest, I gave her what she gave me, hatred. I was no longer jealous of the love she showed Robert and his son Luke. I used to be very jealous of Robert and Luke, especially Robert. I've never seen my mom in such elegant display affection of love to anyone before. I didn't know how he did it or what he did, but he showed that he was capable of controlling my mom in ways I couldn't fathom. My mom wasn't that woman to be controlled, so I was dazed to watch some of the scenes that played out between them before I was off to college. To be honest, something about Robert made me scared. There was something fishy about him that looked dark that he tried to hide. At first, I was worried because of my mom. Then again, I remembered that my mom didn't need my sympathy even if I had a lot to spare. Even though Robert was a big shot, I knew my mom didn't come for his money, but since he had a lot to spare, I knew she would spend it with him. Sometimes, I wondered why my mom chose Robert, who was always bossy. He had so many people who came around him, and most times his words weren't kind. Once he caught me standing by the doorway when I gazed intently at him and the young people who visited his house. He didn't hesitate to warn me sternly. He told me to stay out of his business before he throws me out of his house. That was the reason why my mom slapped me on a summer Tuesday. She reminded me once again that she would not hesitate to throw me out of her house if Robert had any negative things about me again. 
That day, I knew that that love she protected with everything she had was going to be the beginning of her doom. And I wasn't wrong, I was in my sophomore year in college when I got a call from home. At first I was confused as to why I would get a call from home. I never get calls from home. Oh, I was startled by the voice at the other end. The voice was shaken, broken, scared, and scarred. My jaw dropped when the voice said, I need your help. I was startled. That voice had never needed me for anything. Why now, Mom? I called to be sure. I need your help, Daisy, she said. For the first time in 18 years, I had to admit that the hatred that had transcended generations in my lineage flowed through me also. I couldn't really say when I began to hate my mom, but I knew the hatred began to grow in spite of myself. On the days when I tried to fight it, my mom didn't make it worthwhile for me. I spent 18 years of my life seeking a mom that never wanted me, and then right in the middle of nowhere she sought my help. There was a swell of emotions inside me. Those emotions weren't born of love or hatred, they were born of revenge. There was an urgency in my throat to tell her to go to hell, but I contained myself. I was going to allow my actions to speak what was in my throat. Weeks later, it was revealed that my mom's husband and his son were drug lords. In America, you can't survive on crime for a long time. I guess they should have known better. I was told that the police raided Mr. Roberts' home and arrested him alongside my mom and his son. Well, when you get married to a drug lord, it is easy to believe you are one. The craziest part of the whole scenario was how Mr. Robert insisted that my mom was an accomplice. My mom, an accomplice? I was startled to hear that. I knew my mom could be anything bad, but not a drug lord. Her father was involved in so many shady deals, and he was a drug addict. I knew how much my mom hated drugs and anything associated with it. The only witness my mom had was me. Then suddenly out of the blue, my mom knew she had a daughter. I had long accepted that I was never going to be that daughter to my mom, and it was difficult to switch all the love I had to deep resentment and hatred. I had lived life all alone because she refused to break a generational trend and then she needed my help. I wasn't going to allow her to reap where she did not sow. No matter how many times she called, I knew I was never going to be that daughter who would stand up for the mom that never wanted me. That was enough revenge for me. There was not much she could do to save herself. Robert had used her bank account several times to transact, and she had accompanied him to execute his shady deals so many times. Robert had pictorial pieces of evidence. I wondered why my mom was careless with Robert. I found it hard to understand why Robert was bent on destroying my mom. I guess it was how much he spoiled her with his money. My mom had anything and everything she wanted. She cruised on private jets to beautiful islands across the world. As far as she was concerned, life was being kind to her for the first time. She never asked how or where Robert got his money from. Despite everything my mom had to enjoy, not once did she make me a priority. I was the bad pill she wanted to get rid of or avoid. I struggled to stay financially afloat in college while she traveled the world. I took on multiple jobs just so I could pay my bills. Time was ticking, yet I didn't budge an inch. The trial was fast approaching, yet I refused to make my intentions clear to my mom. I had vowed to allow my actions to speak instead of my voice. On the eve of the trial, I came down to New Jersey to witness the trial from afar. My mom had gotten a lawyer who had arranged one or two witnesses for her. Still, I knew the only witness that could say the entire truth about my mom was me. Even though I didn't want to do it, I managed to sit with my mom to talk. That was the last talk I owed her. I told her point blank that I wasn't going to be that daughter that would stand in that witness box to speak a word or two for her. 
My last words to her were, I have waited all my life for you to call me daughter. I waited, mom. I really did. I told her I stood up from the waiting sit and I wasn't coming back. Luckily for my mom, her prison terms weren't as long as that of Robert and his son. Thank God for a good lawyer. As I watched my mom file out of the courtroom with her other accomplices, I became worried. I worried about the hatred in my heart and the fate of the next generation of our family. And for our next story, the story I'm about to share happened a few years ago. I was in high school and that was when I still had a crazy vindictive attitude with me. Cross me at that time to your own detriment. I'm way better now, but I still go berserk sometimes. But I tell you, that time was so insane that I almost ruined the relationship between me and my older sister M for real. She didn't talk to me for months when she got into college. What did I do to make her hate me so much? Well, I glued her mouth shut while she slept because she told my parents a secret that she swore to keep with her life, after I paid her of course. But before I continue, let me start at the top for context. I grew up in a conservative household, my parents weren't super religious or anything. Although we go to church Sunday, they thought us the importance of good morals and expected that we follow their teachings without questions. Well, for me, a 15-year-old rebellion. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This kid with cheese for brains, it was tough. I was the black sheep of the family, and I couldn't go a week without getting in trouble for one thing or the other. One time in middle school, I stole my mom's body spray and my dad's lighter and I took them to school. Then I made a fire and used it to simulate the sprinkler system. Why? Well, mostly because I wanted to skip the fourth period. I didn't do my math assignment and I was going to get in trouble. Also because I wanted to sneak out of school. My best friend Lucas had just gotten a new video game, but because I was grounded for something I did earlier that week, I wasn't allowed to go to his house to play the game. So the only time I had was during school hours. Anyways, when the sprinklers started to work, we were instructed to get out of the school building till the source of the fire was inspected. Lucas and I took to our heels and went to his house to play some games. We made sure we got back before the cool closed though. My plan was foolproof until one of the kids in class who was present when I started the fire decided to tell on me. I really can't remember why he did that, but I think it has something to do with a prank I played on him or something. The next day my parents were called, I got a week of suspension and I was grounded for another two weeks. I still had two weeks left from the previous punishment, making it a full month. Anyways, when I got back to school I got my revenge on the boy who told on me. One day after the gym, I waited till he was in the shower, then I stole all his clothes and his them in the lost and found section. The gym was before the lunch break, so he had to wait for all naked in the locker room till the lunch break was over before he could go out to the lost and found section to find something to wear. That was pretty much my life during most of the middle school. When the 7th grade summer holiday started, my parents decided to set me straight by sending me to summer camp. 
The initial plan was for me and my sister M and to spend the holiday with my grandparents, as was tradition. But they decided that I won't be allowed to have a good vacation till I learn to stop causing trouble. So after the summer holiday, in a bid to please them, I decided to try my best to stay out of trouble. I was on my best behavior during 8th grade. I didn't skip school, I did well in classes, and I turned in my assignments early. My teachers had only good things to say about me when my mom came over to discuss my progress. So, during the 8th grade summer holiday, I was given back my holiday rights. But as they say, people don't really change. One week into freshman year of high school, I had an altercation with a new kid in school. Let's call him Dan. Dan's family was new in town, and he didn't do middle school with the rest of us. He had a huge frame, bigger than the other high school freshmen, and because of that, he was kind of a jerk. The first day in school, and he had already gotten a fellow freshman to give up his lunch money. I found that surprising because I felt like new students are usually shy, or at least gentle during their first week. Anyways, I tried to stay clear of him in the hallways because I was still trying to be on good behavior, turning a new leaf and all. But then a week later, during lunch break, he walked up to me. I was talking to my friends, Lucas and the others, so I didn't notice him at first. But when he tapped my shoulder, I turned to look at him. I was kind of frightened at first, or not frightened, let's say startled. We weren't having the same classes, so there was no way he could have known me. So why of all the students in the cafeteria that bright Tuesday afternoon did he walk up to me? Well, I asked him what he wanted and he said something along the lines of, well, let's start with your lunch. We were having pizza that day and I had just finished getting the crusts cut off, just the way I liked it. I'd gotten attached to that pizza slice and I couldn't let go of it anymore. I told him that and maybe there was something in my tone, but Dan got really pissed. He grabbed my hand and I knew what was going to come next. He had the signature move of twisting hands till people submitted. I didn't wait for him. I kicked him hard in the groin and grabbed my pizza slice. Then I went to sit somewhere else. When a teacher came in and they heard what happened, they didn't bother to ask who hit first. Because Dan was new, they jumped to the conclusion that I was the one in the wrong. Some students who were present during the incident stood up for me and explained the whole story. That was how I narrowly escaped attention. I didn't escape getting it home though. Even though the teachers decided not to allow the incident to become public, my sister M took it upon herself to tell our parents. We were having dinner as usual, and after Dad spent the first few minutes talking about his co-worker Darren and how he's always snagging all the muffins in the break room, then he turned to me and asked how school was. I shrugged and told him that it was okay. Nothing out of the ordinary happened. When he turned to M and asked her how school went, I knew immediately that I was in trouble. M was a good sister most of the time and even though we fought a lot, we still had that unbreakable sibling bond. But the one weakness M has is that she can't keep her mouth shut. She talks a lot, and when she does, she says things that were supposed to be left unsaid. You can never keep a secret with M and expect it to still be a secret the next day. I knew that she doesn't do this intentionally, sometimes she just can't help herself. Back in the cafeteria when the incident happened, I scanned around the hall hoping that she wasn't present. But eventually, I spot her at the far end of the hall with her friends. I made a beeline for her table and I told her immediately to try to keep her mouth shut. She said yeah, she wasn't going to tell anyone. I knew that wasn't possible so I had hoped that during dinner dad wouldn't ask how school went. But he did. M rambled on and on about the subjects she did in class and the pop quiz she aced. 
She went so deep into it that at one point I could have sworn that she was saying something about Japanese culture. By the end of it she turned her gaze down to her plate and continued her pasta. I heave a sigh of relief, thinking that she had finally succeeded in not being a blabbermouth, but before the pasta enters her mouth she stops and looks up. Oh, and he got into a fight in school today, she says, pointing at me. My parents turn to look at me and I shoot her a look. There was in denying it because even though M talks a lot, she doesn't tell lies. I didn't even bother trying to deny it. Instead, I try to explain to them that it was an accident, and I wasn't entirely at fault. They didn't listen to me, and I spent the rest of dinner listening to how disappointed they were in me. When they were done, I got grounded for a week. That was the shortest amount of time they've ever grounded me. That meant that they kind of believed that it wasn't my fault and I was only standing up for myself. My only question is that why did they still have to punish me if they believed that I was innocent? That same night after dinner, M came into my room and apologized for not being able to keep my secret. I merely rolled my eyes and told her that it was fine. It wasn't really fine though, she had done that too many times and her apology doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, uh, how hard is it to just not talk? A part of me feels like she's doing it intentionally, but still, her apologies are always so sincere that it's hard to tell. Anyways, I've figured out that the best way to live with M is to just not tell her things you don't want anyone else to hear. But this doesn't work all the time because even with not being able to keep her mouth shut, M has another problem, which is called not being able to mind her own business. Whenever she catches wind that something is going on that she doesn't know about, she'll do anything and everything she can to find out what it is. For the first time I ever got some dirty magazines from my friends back in 7th grade, I made sure to hide them in a loose floorboard in my room, away from sight. But when M saw me, she could tell immediately that I was hiding something. And even though I told her that it was nothing, she didn't believe me. She spent the next week trying to figure out what it was. And one weekend, when I went to play basketball with Lucas and the guys on the street court, M snuck into my room and turned it upside down, looking for what I was hiding. Eventually, she found the loose floorboard, along with my magazine. When I got home, my parents were already at the kitchen table, waiting for me. Let's just say, it didn't end well for me that day. Anyways, a few weeks after the bullying incident, my friends and I got invited to a party. The dude throwing the party was a popular junior, and all the cool kids were going to be there. Lucas and I only got invited because we had just made the basketball team. It was a very exciting time of our lives, and we decided that we were going to go with whatever happened. That same day, as M and I walked home, she asked me if I was going to tell mom and dad about the party. I couldn't play dumb with her because the party was already common knowledge in school. I told her to stay out of it because I couldn't trust her to keep her mouth shut. But she didn't let it end there. She kept guessing what I was planning to do. She knew that I wouldn't go straight up and ask them if I could go to the party because, as I've said before, my parents were really conservative, and they don't like the idea of going to those kinds of parties. Eventually, M put it together that I was planning to sneak out, so I told her not to tell anyone. I even gave her 50 bucks to buy her silence, and she promised that her lips are sealed. I actually thought that she meant it that time because for the first few days, my parents didn't say anything about the party. But the Friday night, when I was supposed to go to the party, I went to my room after dinner as usual and pretended to be asleep for a moment. After a few minutes, when I couldn't hear anything in the hallways, I decided that they had gone to sleep, so I put on the clothes I had picked out for the party and I opened my window to climb out. As soon as I touched down, I turn around, and to my uttermost shock, 
My parents were standing in front of me looking as disappointed as ever. I tried to reason with them, explaining that the party was important to the athletes, but they decided to ground me anyway. Turns out that M had spilled the beans that same day after collecting my 50 bucks. At first I was pissed off at myself for telling her about my plan, but then I remember that I didn't really tell her. She figured it out and there was nothing I could have done about it. Then I got so pissed off. Like why couldn't she just leave things alone? If you know you can't keep a secret, don't go looking for one. For the longest time that night, I didn't really sleep. I was so pissed off that revenge was the only thing I had in mind. As I paced the room, my eyes fell on a tube of glue, which I had used earlier for something. Without thinking, I grabbed it and stepped out of my room. It was late in the midnight already and everyone had gone to bed. My parents had locked my windows so I couldn't sneak out anymore. I stepped into the hallway then I pushed open the door to M's room. She was sleeping soundly so I walked in. Again, without thinking, I opened the glue tube, then poured it on her lips, then I pressed them together. After a while, it stuck, and I went back to my room. As I said, I was pissed off, so I wasn't thinking. It was just supposed to be a lesson to her, not to spill my secrets anymore. I was woken up by her screams the next morning. She fainted twice during her panic, and it was really fun to watch. Even though I got extra punishment for the glue, it was worth it. M stayed away from me after that incident, and she never tried to tell on me again. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you enjoyed this video and want to see more insane revenge stories, click this video, or if you just want to see some other cool Reddit videos, click the other one, and I'll see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.